Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Catch Cam Nets. Catch Cam Nets, where you can build your own net. It's your net, so you choose every feature. Check them out online at catchcamnets.com. Dads on the Fly is also brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, when we are looking for new places to go catch trout, I can think of no better resource to use than the Trout Routes app. It has been an awesome thing to help us find more trout to catch. Yeah, man, whether exploring new water or just being a new angler at all, Trout Routes now includes all of the lower 48 states on their amazing app that can be found anywhere you get your apps. So make sure and download Trout Routes today for all your fly fishing adventures. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dads of the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons with my brother, Joshua. And Joshua, I know you're pretty pumped, man, because it's been a great day for you. And school is out. Well, at least the students are. Uh, Joshua's got another <laughs> week of work, but the students are out, and uh, we are, I just can't tell you how many times I've been thinking about fishing with this time being for school to be out. So I've got, we've got some trip plans. we got a couple trip plans that kind of work out with some family stuff this summer that we're going to have make happen, and fishing is going to be exciting. But before we get into our fishing, talk about a couple events, man. One of them is... The father-son retreat that's coming up in 2024, uh, April of 2024, Dads on the Fly is going to be hosting another father-son retreat here in Western North Carolina. And the crazy thing, Joshua, is it's so far in advance, but spots are already filling up. And so if you've got, if you're curious about what is the father-son retreat that Dads on the Fly does, we did an episode where we recapped uh, a our most recent one that we did back in April. Um, go back and check that episode out. Learn a little bit more about what we do on that father-son retreat, but it's going to be a great time for dads and their sons to come hang out in Western North Carolina. We're going to get on some fish together. Um, that is the, the first one in the spring of 2024 is going to be April 26th through April 28th of 2024. If you're a dad that's interested in getting your son out to that, shoot us a message, shoot us an email. And that's um, what I was going to say. Nothing gets me more excited than talking about this retreat so you just send a message <laughs> and then i'll probably shoot Josh you my cell number you and you'll end up details. on the phone and talking about it because i get pumped up about that thing man yeah. so that is a great way to do it we don't have like a specific website for it we don't we want to talk to you about it we yeah. want to tell you we want you to hear straight from us how cool this trip is and uh what an awesome opportunity it could be for you to have some intentional time with your son right here in the western yeah because and, and we want to talk to you about it too because we want to make sure you know it's going to be a good fit for you because it is a tight-knit group it's only seven dads and their kids so yeah. um it, it, it's a lot of fun and for the sure. two awesome hosts that you get to hang out with well but, yeah i don't know about all that well entertaining sure. at least i mean you know there's gonna <laughs> be some things that happen that'll be fun yeah another thing joshua we're excited about um we want to make sure to give a shout out to our friends over at the Maggie Valley Fly Shop. They're hosting a fly fishing festival here in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. So if you're in Western North Carolina uh, at the end of June, um, I want to make sure I've got the date right on that. But I believe that date is June the 24th, um, that weekend of June the 24th. Uh, go to Maggie Valley flyshop.com check out all their stuff they've got on there about that festival and come learn about more some great fishing here in western north carolina yeah, unfortunately we will not be there we had a pre-planned trip when those dates came out we will actually be at the simmons family reunion and ladies and gentlemen don't worry there'll be episode there will probably. be you will be <laughs> if there's an episode you listen to this summer the simmons family reunion episode will be worth the price of admission yeah, because caleb and i will basically be letting all of our family tell stories and that Which, is pretty incredible i was gonna say if you like to hear josh and i tell stories you'll kind of see where the lineage of all that <laughs> comes from because um we've got some amazing family we've got a large family uh down on the coast of north carolina that we're going to get to hang oh, out with and i am we're, so we're excited about that episode i've been almost like pre-planning the intro <laughs> i mean like it's going to be such a cool time well anyway. josh we got a lot of fun things coming up this summer um some of our episodes this summer are going to be really kind of summer oriented thinking about like destination trips and places you might go you know we're mountain people um but we're also going to talk to some folks from the coast that do some saltwater fishing and uh which leads us to today's episode that i'm really that, excited about that starts with the day uh, a couple things about today's episode um firstly 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 is not a word first off <laughs> is that uh caleb was not on this episode so i, I was on the struggle bus a little bit there in the middle like just it's nice when you ask a question then i can think and then we can act and ask a question but uh 
But my son Foster filled in as, as a co-host, and he, he was on the mic with me a little bit. But we had the opportunity, Foster and I did, to go over my spring break in April to fish with our buddy Tyler from Drumroll Charters. And Tyler and Travis, the other captain there, took Foster and I out for two uh, an afternoon and a morning of just incredible uh, scenery and just the boat rides and seeing what was down there. Um, you're going to hear it was, it's probably not the, you know, we didn't have the greatest numbers, had a cold, like some fronts come in that maybe kind of messed things up a little bit, but to hear what Tyler's doing at Drumroll and it's just such a cool episode to hear what he's about and what they're about right there in a cool little place that we have a lot of connection to with our family. Yeah, for sure. We got a chance to meet Tyler for the first time, really, with the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival at the beginning of this year. Um, and uh, we had talked back and forth with him a little bit already because he had kind of really fallen in love with the show. And that's where we put together something that we're also really excited about coming up in October of this year, um, October of 2023. We're going to be uh, down there with Tyler for a uh, – Albies. fishing albie uh, albie trip and um we're taking some other dads with us we've got one spot left so if you're a dad and you want to go down to the coast of north carolina with us in october the dates for that are october uh sorry joshua i should know this off the top october of my head, 13th through 15th thank you yeah october 13th through 15th of 2023 we're going to be hanging out at the coast with drumroll charters with tyler who you're going to hear on today's episode um and it's going to be a phenomenal weekend we're going to fish the price point for this thing is insane because you get food, lodging, and two charter nights fishing. Uh, and charter fishing, and the price point is just nuts. Here's the deal: so we are dropping this. This episode will drop on June the fifth. Mm-hmm. That is two weeks from Father's Day. So here's what you do right now: you you pause. If you're that one dad you, that wants you, to get you it, you pause. Yeah. If you're the dad that wants to show, you you take your phone or whatever you're listening to us on. Maybe you're in the car. You have your you tell your <laughs> wife and you listen to the last two minutes of what we just said <laughs> and say, Hey, what a better father's day gift than sending me with these two guys from North Carolina to catch some Alvies on the fly. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be great. So, um, I am excited about today's episode. I'm excited to hear how you did without me. So, um, yeah, it's, you know. it's a little interesting, but we, we made it through it. But yeah. before we get but into had, that, you had a really great trip. Had, and you had a man, good time. I was like, you, you said the, the beauty of that place is just spectacular. It, and you also had a really great tool on the boat with you. Well, here's what's crazy. My son, I wasn't sure how he was going to love it. He begged to go back. He cried to leave. Um, he did not want to leave. And we didn't even catch that many fish. It was just being on the boat for him and experiencing that was so cool. And uh, and part of that experience, Caleb, as we have learned here in the last uh, so many months, is we took with us on that trip uh, my turtle box audio. Yeah. And uh, and Dad's on the Fly is, is proud to, uh, to partner with Turtle Box Audio for uh, – for these episodes this summer and for moving forward that there is no better tool to have other than fishing sunglasses, some gear than a turtle box audio when you're out on the boat. Yeah. So so Caleb, just tell some people how you use your turtle box, man. Turtle box has changed the game when it comes to floating down a river or, um, man, turtle box changed the game with how I wash my car. Let's be honest. (laughs) Yard work. So for people that don't know, turtle box, Bluetooth speakers, they're the most rugged, best quality sounding loudest outdoor speaker on the market um you can check them out at turtleboxaudio.com if you want a speaker that you can listen to i took mine camping uh a beat few weeks back and beat mud. it to death it got rained on all week i dropped it in the river to clean it off picked it up and it's still blasting and incredible Rocking music so um love these things uh and uh so yeah if anyone wants to check them out make sure to check them out at turtleboxaudio.com I believe it is time, folks, to check in with Mr. Tyler from Drumroll Charters and see how I do on my solo debut of the host of the Dads on the Fly podcast. Uh, Hope everybody's doing great out there. We'll be back next week with even more summer adventures. So uh, hope you enjoy this one from the coast of North Carolina with Tyler and Drumroll Charters. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Maggie Valley Fly Shop is your go-to stop in Western North Carolina for all your fly fishing needs. Whether you're looking to book a guided trip or you're wanting to go catch some gear that you may need before you hit the stream, hop into Maggie Valley Fly Shop, grab a cup of coffee, get all the gear you need, and go enjoy a great day on the water in Western North Carolina. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. All right, so I'm sitting here tonight. Uh, welcome to the Dads on the Fly podcast, everybody, and a uh, little special co-host tonight. Foster, how you doing? <laughs> good. Did you have a good day? Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody, if you can, where we are? Right now we're in, uh, we're right on the shore of North Carolina. 
We're right on the shore of North Carolina. Are we on the ocean or what are we actually? Do you remember what that's called out there? Estuary. It's an estuary. <laughs> well, what do we say with the inner? Intertidal zone. Inter- intercoastal waterway. Oh. Okay. So what do we get to do today? Uh, we went fishing. We went fishing. That's mm-hmm. right. What time did we leave this morning from the house? Uh, 7.15. And how asleep were you? Very. Very asleep. Okay. So uh, we have driven across this great state of North Carolina, Foster and I have today. And uh, so we're going to welcome to the show tonight Tyler and Travis from Drum Roll Charters. Tyler and Travis from Drum Roll Charters, welcome to Dads on the Fly, guys. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Happy to be here. So Tyler and Travis were generous enough today to take me and Foster out uh, for some fishing this afternoon. And uh, we're going to get into that later. But before we do that, um, just let everybody know... How uh, Tyler and I met. Tyler, do you even remember how? I don't even remember how we met, man. I do, yeah. I um, I guess uh, my version of the story is kind of funny. I think um, you uh, slid into my DMs, as they would say, um, just shortly thereafter. <laughs> so I the sent you a fest. message. That's correct. I, it was either you or, or Caleb. But well, it was definitely you, me if it was an yeah. Instagram message. <laughs> yeah, I know you usually peruse on the Instagram there. Um, but yeah, it was shortly after the Albi Fest with... Um, with Bo, and um, I think that maybe you had been in contact with him or somebody else in relation. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yes, yeah, so he reached out, just kind of introduce yourself, and then we just kind of started chatting. We kind of started chatting. One thing led to another, and uh, then we end up side-by-side side at the uh, Virginia Fly Fishing Show. Yep, that's correct. And uh, we both have our booths there. And I think I think before then, we were supposed to, Foster and I were supposed to come try to do some Albi fishing last fall. Uh, was that right? And then maybe I feel like uh, I think it was towards the end of the season. It was like November. Yep. And there was this big storm system blowing through. Yeah, and there was a terrible weather gap there, and so the timing just didn't work out right, basically. But we're here now. So yep. Foster and I are on spring break. We're here with uh, Tyler and Travis. So before we get into anything um, more fishing specific, let's talk about you guys a little bit and uh, your intro to fishing. So I know. Travis has a lot to go there, and so does Tyler. So, Travis, why don't you tell us um, first of all how how are you how are you brought into drum roll? Well, <clears throat> Tyler is my brother in law. There you go. So that's what got you into drum roll. And uh, you guys have known each other for how long? Uh, about seven years. They so probably coming up on seven years at least. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And you fished. Where did most of the time you spent? You got a long history of fishing, correct? Yeah, so I I grew up fishing. Um, you know, lifelong lifelong waterman. Um, just grew up on the water. Haven't made a dime doing anything that wasn't fishing or boating related. Um, and that's the truth. Uh, I've I've never had a real job, so they say. <laughs> and you've been all over, not just. This mainly the East Coast, correct? Yes, uh, mostly the East Coast, but I've fished pretty much from Maine to Mexico on the East Coast. Uh, a little bit there on the Gulf side of Florida, um, a lot in South Florida, the Keys, um, here in North Carolina. I've done a lot of fishing here, um, but I'm originally from Maryland. Okay. And uh, Tyler and I, um, you know, we we would fish down here a lot together, and we just kind of bounce the idea around. It's like, man, why don't we just do this? So we did, uh, you know, we, as the family, we all kind of got together. It's like, man, this is where we need to settle and we need to set up shop, you know, work together and, you know, make a, a good, good name for ourselves and, you know, an even better guide service. That's, that's what we're striving for now. And this, this all kicked off, uh, right, right around post COVID middle. <laughs> did we, did it we throw a God service together and then COVID happened? Are we that lucky or it no, was talked about yeah. before? It's, COVID, I'd say it's probably sure. been on the books for maybe three years now. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, just, you know, COVID definitely affected a lot of that. And then, um, you know, uh, what, and a lot of Travis's previous fishing adventures that had him traveling quite a bit, you know, and then, uh, I was still am, but was, you know, contracting full time for the government at that point. So, it was like, when are we going to be in the same place at the same time? And um, so one positive light from COVID was that it, it allowed opportunities for us all to move down here as a family, like Travis is saying. This is where we wanted to settle in and be able to raise our children and be close to be close to family and stuff. And um, so stars kind of aligned in that sense. And we were like, you know what? It's uh, kind of, I don't want to say now or never, but the stars are temporarily aligned, so we might as well jump on it. And uh, honestly, I think in the in the time span of about, 
three months we went it went from like a whiteboard or just like a brainstorm idea to like physically existing and and our actually our first intro essentially into full-fledged drumroll charters was the albie fest there at cape lookout with uh with bo beasley and chris thompson and a couple of other uh, project healing water folks too cool and uh we just need to let everybody know you know foster said we're we're right here on the water um but uh, moorhead city is where you know drumroll is kind of that physical address correct is that yeah that's our that's certainly where where you know we are kind of home bases is where travis and i live in in newport just outside of moorhead city um and that's kind of our central point of operation um we'll 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 run all the way down to cedar island over there by the bombing range for some fishing but we also do waterfowl guided waterfowl hunts um, and so during duck season, we'll definitely get out that way and pretty much all the way down to the south side of Swansboro Huber. So we got a pretty large range. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people, we talked about this a little bit on the water today, and, and I want to bring it up here in a second. And uh, we're going to talk about it now. But let's talk about why. I mean, for me, it's kind of special because my family grew up in Moorhead City. They've got a uh, they've got a lot of history in the area. Um, but it was cool for me to get to know you being from Moorhead City and I think sometimes North Carolina gets a little bit, I don't know, just in the fly fishing video world, the YouTube, the North Carolina coast kind of gets lost. Um, at least that was my experience just in doing my first, like, where I want to go saltwater fishing for the first time. Um, you know, it's, it's guides down in the Keys or down, guides down, you know, in Hilton Head area or Beaufort, South Carolina, a lot of people. And so uh, what makes this area special to you guys? Like, why do you love this area? I think – what makes this area extremely unique? Tyler and I were talking about this briefly today. Um, if you think about it, you're kind of in the middle of the East Coast, yeah. essentially. You know, this is like the true mid-Atlantic here. You're at the bottom end of a northern fishery, and you're at the northern end of a southern fishery. You know what I mean? So you literally have the best of both worlds here. You can go offshore, catch snapper, grouper, white marlin, sailfish, blue marlin. I mean, it's just endless pelagics out there, you know. Um, and then you can come inshore here, and it's some of the most epic, you know, speckled trout fishing, red drum fishing that there is on the East Coast, you know. But being, being, you know, in the middle of the country on the East Coast like this, it's it basically allows it for year round, you know, because you're catching the bottom end of a migration and the top end of, my, of a migration. So theoretically those fish, they never have to leave here. The water, you know, we get cold fronts in the winter and it'll drive fish to deep holes where the water's warmer. Um, you know, it, it definitely makes conditions uh, tougher, you know, today, perfect example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're we going to end the day here front, in a second, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I mean, but if you think about it, I think we've caught our biggest speckled trout in like the middle of December and January. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just a very unique fishery. We were also talking about is like, you know, you go to Louisiana, they sight cast for them. You know, when the when the marsh floods out, you know, yeah, you get in that grass and these things will be in six to eight inches of water, and you're literally pitching a fly or pitching a bait into the grass. You know, it's kind of unheard of um anywhere else but the same thing you can do it here too um like up there to the chesapeake bay a lot of people just bait fish you know with a chunk of meat on the bottom or a circle hook um you know as far as fly fishing up there um i think the biggest allure up there is you get the bull reds that just at the mouth of the bay there there's just shoals of them you know there'll be an acre or two of them it looks like a glowing sheet of copper and uh most of the time when you see that, most of those fish, they're all breeding fish. They're big fish, you know, 40 inches or, you know, or bigger. And, um, you know, that's that happens here too, you know, right out in the ocean in the wintertime. If you're lucky enough to come across it, and when I say you could throw anything at them and they'll eat it, they will literally eat anything you throw at them. Um, you know, a lot of people find them by accident looking for cobias there at the mouth of the Chesapeake Bay. And, uh, you know, everybody thinks you got to switch over to set. No, bomb that thing in the middle of him. And if, if you pull the hook on the one that eats it, the one right behind him is going to eat it right after he spits it out. I mean, it's when you find him like that, that's a fisherman's dream, you know, especially a fly fisherman, too. You get over top of a big school like that. Um, it doesn't matter what you throw at them. They're going to eat it. Yeah, I think there's, you know, obviously, 
it was very evident today that uh, I'm very new to, uh, I mean, brand new to the saltwater fly fishing game. Um, that was pretty evident today by our adventure out on the water. Uh, I held my own. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hook anybody. No. Intention. I mean, I, I hit you one time, Foss, but I didn't hook anybody. You know, mom's not going to listen to this, so it's okay. So you might have, that one little bank there, we caught a fly on the leg, but it didn't hook you. It just kind of popped you a little bit. But uh, it was a little windy, and um, but I, th- I th- here was what was cool to me, and uh, and you guys might can speak to this. Uh, that first spot where we kind of uh, just anchored up the boat, and I just got to go out and walk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was – it's just so different from mountain stream fishing. Um, just to take a seven weight out there and just wade. I mean, we were just wading in, like, in the, you know, salt water. And it was. And what wasn't over your head on the neat side of the. Oh, man. I was just able to let. Yeah, I was <laughs> no able to trees. let line out. I was able to cat. I mean, the wind was whipping pretty good. But, yeah. But I was still. It was like I was working a bank, really. Of yeah. It was almost like working the bank of a river. But Ty was like, just work the bank with a fly. And, um, you know, to be honest, I, I, I did see two fish there. I don't think I knew probably what I was doing. And I don't know what kind of fish I saw. We had like, like a couple chases. Yeah, you said I you even had a follow. Know, I did have a follow. I didn't even know if that's what I was looking for. That's how brand new I am to all this. So I think what's kind of cool to me about today, and we're going to fish again tomorrow, was I had very, I had low expectations. Does that make sense? I just wanted to come out, have a cool day on the water with my kid. Uh, Foster got to go with me. He loved the boat as much as anything. Um, watching you guys work together was awesome. Just talking back and forth. And you can tell that, you know, you guys are close, uh, as close as family can be. And, uh, what does that mean, Tyler, that you're able to do this, like, you know, with somebody that's part of your family? Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, really it's, it's a blessing for sure. It's, uh, you know, I think some days it still feels, you know, some days it still doesn't feel real, you know, I mean, it feels real about this time of year when tax season comes around, but um, but I mean, it's just, you know, it's awesome. I mean, not every day is perfect. The conditions can be rough and, you know, there's a lot of things that we can't control. We can't control the, the fish are going to bite. We can't control what the rain or the wind's going to do. Um, you know, we honestly, we can't even control people's expectations sometimes, but at the end of the day, we get to go out there and do what we love to do. And, uh, you know, I get, to, I get to do it with somebody that I call family with my brother-in-law and we get to learn together and show people how to have a good time and show them our, you know, our really beautiful area here. Yeah, and that that's one thing that I think um, just when I talk about wading out there, just being on the water, like looking around, taking time. Uh, Caleb and I talk about that a lot when, when we're on the show. Just sometimes we forget, we get so focused on, well, we got to catch this fish or we got to catch that fish or we got to catch this big fish or we got to catch a lot of fish. Man, it was just so, it's so, we had a perfect, okay, the the wind, yes. But like as far as like sunshine and just blue oh, skies, it was, gorgeous, it, was yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, when you're out there like that, when you're standing on that flat, I mean, whether you're on the boat or, I mean, having your toes in the sand, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to be mad when you're out there. You just look up, look around, you can smell the salt marsh and, you can hear the birds working and the seagulls cackling in the back. It's it's a pretty surreal environment, you know. Yeah, we it was just such a cool, different scene. I think that's maybe I I think a lot of people they'll send messages. Maybe they don't live close to trout streams, and they'll be like, "Man, I just wish I could live close to a trout stream." And, yeah. And I think sometimes I take my trout streams for granted because we can be there in five minutes, and I'm like, "Well, oh, these are these are everywhere." And and you know, you guys get this every day, and I could. Obviously, that's what's so cool about this state, too. I'll just give a big shout-out to North Carolina. I mean, we left at 7 o'clock this morning, and we drove mountain to sea in six hours. Yeah, pretty much right after and, lunchtime, you were jumping and you on the boat. And you can't beat that. Um, and, yeah, I want to talk about jumping on the boat here in a second because uh, <laughs> the treatment was uh, second to none. We're going to get into that. But uh, what, are, what do you guys, um, when it comes to fishing, you know, we've talked about some different things you guys do, uh, different species. So you got the – charter option of a bunch of different options that we've kind of talked about through dinner tonight so you guys do light tackle light tackle correct for based on the season what's running you can do that right yeah i I can give you kind of the rundown of what our like real kind of core like bread and butter is and then we've got a couple niches as well that we like to cater to and uh, i'll start off the cop-out answer as we do a little bit of everything Um, a lot of that is because we truly do enjoy everything so we're trying to you know make sure that we're doing stuff that we love because it's easier to have, show someone else how to have fun if you actually are passionate about something. Um, and it's just such a diverse area. There's so much to offer. And so in order to be flexible for people, cause we, we recognize that, you know, it's a lot for people to come here, especially on their vacation. And, 
you know, some folks might only get to have a half of a day in order to break away and do something that they love, go try to catch a fish or get out on the water. Um, but, but really we, we offer light tackle, like conventional spinning reel fishing. Uh, we do uh, a lot of artificial stuff, but we'll do some bait fishing there too. Um, and that's really inshore near shore. That's what we do a whole lot of. So, uh, like Travis saying earlier, speckled trout, red drum, um, plenty of lizard fish uh, for anybody who's fished here on the coast. We call them a, a marsh missile, um, but uh, you catch about as many of those as you want to. And uh, flounder, we got a fantastic flounder fishery. Um, State of North Carolina and Department of Marine Fisheries has uh, pretty strict regulations for for good reason around around the flounder fishery. So you can only um, harvest flounder recreationally in the month of September. I think this year is actually still up for for uh, kind of TBD of what they're going to do. But um, so in, inshore and nearshore is what we do a lot of, but uh, kind of our, our specialty, what we really enjoy doing is is fly fishing as well. Um, and we'll do inshore, nearshore, offshore fly fishing. Um, some of it's, you know, pretty experimental. You know, I've, I've never caught a, never caught a billfish on a fly rod personally. Um, but um, that's something that we, we definitely like to do. We're always doing R and D uh, research and development. We're always scouting. Um, and both of us caught, plenty of pelagics and plenty of billfish on about everything else other than a fly rod. So next about time we switch that up. Uh, we want to be able to offer that same experience to people as well. And then, uh, just to kind of round it all off. We do, uh, what we call eco tours, basically get people out on the water. We take them to the beach, take them, you want to look for seashells, take them to look for seashells, sand dollars, shark's teeth. Uh, there's a, a really gorgeous lighthouse in our area. It's called Cape Lookout Lighthouse there at Cape Lookout National Seashores. And, um, We'll take people out there to the lighthouse so they can walk around and, and get pictures and hang out at the beach and just kind of give them the hands-on water experience here of, of North Carolina's Crystal Coast. And then uh, we also do guided waterfowl hunts, like I said earlier. And so, Sorry, I know that was kind of long-winded. No, I mean, it's perfect. It's a, it's a great – that's, I think, what kind of got us together and talking. Obviously, you know, me talking to you was like, what can we do on a fly rod? Um, yeah. Which is kind of always going to be our thing. And, um and that was cool today that we we didn't even take spin tackle. We're gonna take a little spin tackle tomorrow just to see what happens. But uh, yeah, for but, the sake of trusting the weather, man, we were trying to be purists. <laughs> yeah, today. we tried to be purists today, and, and it was what it was. Um, and I want to talk about like actual what we did today here in a minute. But Tra- Travis, what is what is your favorite? I mean, I, I mean, that may not be even a fair question because you like to do it all. But what what do you love if it's just you fishing personally? And then I'm gonna ask you like what you love to guide too. But if it's you fishing personally, like what do you love to just fish for here? If you ever get a day to yourself on the water, man, I can honestly say, and that's that's a really tough one because there's definitely some close seconds. Can say that my my favorite thing to do is sight casting the cobias. Wow. Um, and the reason for that is, you know, it's it's a hunt. You know, you're looking for them. Fit basically what we did today. You know, but with a cobia uh, in the ocean, they school up. Um, sometimes they'll be on the bottom with rays. Like, you know, there, there's a lot to cobia fishing, but there's nothing better than pulling up on a, a single cobia, firing a jig across his face, you know, and making him eat it. Because sometimes, you know, they'll, you got to toy with them a little bit. It's like a, it's like teasing a cat with like a little streamer, you know, like they'll fire in on it. And, and the next thing you know, they'll flare their gills and turn off and then look at it. They're not sure they want to eat it. You know what I mean? So you have to, you have to really entice them to bite. And, um, these redfish that we were fishing for today, uh, they can be, they can be the, the same, you know, and that's probably my, my second favorite is catching a, a red drum on a fly rod. Um, same thing. You got to put that fly somewhere in the general vicinity of him, you know, not too close. You don't want to land it on his head because, It'll be a cloud of mud, and that's all she wrote. Um, you know, so you got to put that fly in the right spot, and uh, you know, it's it can be very difficult, especially with conditions like today. Yeah, yeah. let's so let's let's talk about today. Um, first, I want to make sure, and you guys keep seeing me looking down here. Without, I just want to let everybody know, without Caleb here tonight, we're hoping this is recording correctly. Um, Foster, don't laugh, you know, but um, it, it's counting up. It seems to be doing the right thing, so we're going to keep rolling with it and hope uh, we don't have to do this on Zoom again. You guys remember what you say, okay? <laughs> we have to do this in like a week Fair on enough. Zoom or whatever. Um, but so we roll into a hotel today. Um, big shout out to Waterway Inn, by the way. I don't know, uh, I don't know if they're they're looking for some publicity, but they're going to get it because yeah, no, such a, such a great place, um, right on the water. And Tyler says, "Hey, we'll just pick you up on the boat." So uh, so Foster. Um, how was it like we, we get in our room 
And what happened, buddy? We just what? We put our stuff down, and then we walked out to the dock, and they were there. And bam, we just walked right on the boat, didn't we? We had the turtle box, so we just <laughs> walked right on, we played music, we got out there, and, and then hit, we fished. And hit the water. And mm-hmm. you, it was like being picked up, first class taxi. Yes. Yes, you, you, were, you were the you were the trooper, man, the the star of the show. And we were able to just walk right on the boat, which was super cool. So we walked right on the boat, we motored down, and... um. Like I said, we got that first, I guess you call it a flat. We were on like a, a sandbar. We were just kind of walking, yeah. um, trying to do that deal. And uh, and then we, um, you know, trolled around for some redfish. And I think Travis probably saw more than he's willing to really tell me he did because <laughs> I don't think he wanted to hurt my feelings. But, you know, I was kind of trying to cast, but also like, what would you say? I mean, there was one. The, the best one I think you saw all day was. Well, go figure. The, I think that the best possible opportunity, and it's this is always how it happens. We had some mullet flipping there on the bank, and uh, yeah, I got a cast on on the boat, and I figured, you know, oh, let's just score some fresh mullet. You know, they're here, so we kind of take a break, and I grabbed the net and I threw the net a couple times, and sure enough, I'm up there on the bow, and I just happened to look right here off the corner of this little point. And there he is laying there as pretty as can be. And, you know, it's it was the first, I guess, real shot we had. And, uh, man, I dropped that cast net. As soon as them leads hit the deck and that sound resonated out of there, he was gone. <laughs> gone. Uh, but, uh, so, it was a, you know, it's a little different than what I think maybe people have. They weren't what you would say tailing, like tailing redfish today. They were more kind of sitting, is that what you would say? Or yeah, down the- so... Last week, you know, the weather was up in the, you know, 70s, 80s. So the water temperature, you know, it's been on a steady, steady rise for the past couple of weeks, which is good, you know, just like it should be. But we just got hit with this little cold front and uh, the temperature, the water temperature literally dropped, um, you know, 10, 12 degrees overnight. And that can be good and that can be bad. Um, the fish that we were looking for today are going to be in those shallow water guts because that's the warmest water. You know, it's, it's mud bottom, you know, oyster bottom, um, you know, eight to 10 inches of water. Uh, they'll get in there and lay and just sun themselves. You know, they don't want to be in that cold water. They dealt with it all winter, you know? And, uh, and that's what we were looking for. And, uh, we, I think we saw, uh, you know, we saw some fish. Um, I would like to think that you know maybe an expert caster could have could have done better, but yeah, uh, you guys kept encouraging even though I was ready, really ready for the true. Maybe they were being nice because Foster was on the boat. What no, we're you did at. a fantastic <laughs> job, but you didn't you didn't cast any better than than any of the rest of us did. <laughs> so um, so it was fun for me. Uh, just to be honest with you, I had a blast just being. Um, I guess just being different, you know, doing something different and casting a seven weight for three straight hours at banks and you know we were doing a lot of what you said not just kind of blind blind casting yeah um but with that with that blind casting you know you very well could let your fly sink you know over one corner and there could be a a drum you know laying down there somewhere you just never know or you know your your chances of catching a nice flounder on the fly um same thing, bluefish, lizard fish, um, speckled trout, gray I mean, trout too, gray Especially trout. Up. You know, it's there. It's all here. Um, you know, so every cast you make is just another opportunity. You know, you might not might not think so. You know, like oh, I'm just casting in this bank, but you know, there's fish everywhere. Oh yeah, I know? mean, there was no frustration for me all day because I was just in the moment, living on the boat, loving it. Something I don't get to do all the time. And so I had low expectation, not because I didn't think we were going to find fish. I just, I didn't come into it saying, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I just came into it for a cool day on the water. Yeah, you just um, want to have which fun. Which is what we had said. And, uh, you know, I think you made the comment that luckily Foster was a very, is a very patient 11-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to him. I mean, that's, any kid that can sit that long and go, go without a bite, I mean, that's props to you, buddy. It was great having you today. Foster is a gangster for sure. Yeah, but then we then we got finally one spot, and we got we got to bite, and, and Foster got to to do what what I came to do, which was catch ca- a fish on fly on the fly in the, salt. in the salt. And who caught the first fish on the fly in the salt? I did. You did, and we got a great shot of it, and uh, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. is that your first saltwater fly fish ever, or just yes. in the state of North Carolina? 
ever. No, okay. ever. Wow, it, scratch it off the list. With I the, know. Uh, yeah, it would be my. It would. Now tomorrow morning, we have to try to get me at least one fish on the fly, right? Yeah, you okay. have to get one. <laughs> and then you can get the rest. No, I just want you to get one. Yeah, and then after that, once we get crazy with them, you can just go after that. <laughs> I hope we get crazy with them. That okay. would be great. That would be great. Um, so why don't you tell everybody, Foss, real quick, before we go into the second half of the show, um, what did you think about Travis driving the boat with his feet? Did, did you did you catch that skill today? That's just crazy. He, <laughs> he was just standing on the top of the thing, like, just looking, and he just knew what, like, he could just do it. He's yeah. just... Did you ever see Pirates of the Caribbean? No. No. He, I always say that he looks like Captain Jack. It kind of did there, have a little around, Captain yeah. Jack feel to it. You should have so, seen him when he had his long hair, too. I oh, that would have been perfect, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of what made the whole day cool and what I would tell people is, um, first of all, if we're if you're in the area, and I don't know, man, you got to feel like from Swansboro, really, wherever, to Emerald Isle or, or whatever, you guys could obviously get a call and that you could take care of them. But it, it, it means more to me when we talk to all the dads that listen to our show and all the families that listen to our show to, you know, obviously mom was a little worried, like what kind of boat we were going to be on. And, and it was so safe. Foster felt great. And you guys made it into a cool afternoon, regardless of what was going on. Like, you know, you were trying to find fish. I could tell everybody was trying. But, you know, nobody ever really felt like, oh, this is – it just it was comfortable. And I – I can't say I've been on a lot of guided trips. I've been with different people on boats, and I know we kind of had a relationship. But still, I, I in meeting you, I can tell that your skills are kind of like me. You can talk to anybody. You want to meet people, and both of you guys made it for a comfortable day. And I, I think that's a testament to what you're trying to do. I appreciate you saying that. That means a lot. Yeah, we had a great, we definitely had a great time today. And it's not over. I mean, we're, we're no, not on. I mean, tomorrow. we're going to hit it early in the morning too. Yeah. So um, before we. You know, keep talking a little bit about fish. Uh, both of you guys are uh, young fathers. Yes. Yeah, like super young fathers. Very uh, fresh. Yep. So Tyler has. <clears throat> I have a. Uh, Hazel is. Hazel is 15, coming on 16 months old. And. Uh, she's my first. And uh, we got another one on the way due uh, first week of July. So um, very quick back to back. I have a second daughter. Yeah, the the October episode we do when we come back for the Albi trip, you're gonna be you have so many more stories. Like <laughs> oh, the, absolutely. The second one's a game yeah. changer. I'll probably have so much <laughs> less hair too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Travis, you have a new baby boy, right? Uh, yeah, Walker. Um, we had him November fifth, so he's a little over five months now, and uh, getting plenty of sleep there for a while. But Junior's about to start cutting teeth, so he's been a little extra fussy, but. All in all, I mean, it's no greater feeling than being a dad. Yeah, but something you said on the water today that, that resonated with me that I wanted to get you to follow up with on the show was, um, I think you said you were worried, maybe not worried is the right word, but you never thought it was going to oh, be maybe I, as... I psyched myself out, so... I, yeah, talk about you know, that. I was I was nervous at first, um, you know, I... Uh, our son was definitely unexpected, but you know the the best gift that anybody could ask for. Honestly, you forgot to say um, he was made in Mexico too. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I was yeah. My last job I was I was running a boat in Mexico, uh, sail fishing down there in the wintertime. and uh, you know my old lady come to see me and came home. The rest baby. is history. <laughs> yep, yep. But anyways, uh, yeah, I I psyched myself out to be a dad. I mean, it, you know, a lot of. A lot of new stuff going on. I mean, with this business, um, you know, full-time move, um, basically kind of pulling my throttles back. I mean, you're traveling for work and fishing up and down the East Coast. I mean, it was it was great, but it's almost impossible, you know, with a kid. And uh, like I said, I psyched myself out at first, and I was like, man, I don't, this is going to be so hard. And, you know, honestly, it's been, it's been great. It's been a lot easier than I anticipated. Um, and... I think I'm a lot better at it than I get than I originally gave myself credit for, you know. But I didn't have anything to base it off of. It's my first kid, so. Yeah, but I think you, um, as what you've told me you've done for like career, um, you're probably a little more uh, able to go with the flow. And I don't mean that like hyper. What's the word there? Hyper like hyperbole or whatever the word I'm looking for. Like the flow of the. <laughs> but like that's what it is for us being dads. And and I think if Caleb was here, he would say that. You know, sometimes you just kind of have to roll the punches on what your, what your kids do. And you're, you're going to experience a lot more from, uh, from now till when I see you and I'll, 
that, that little guy's gonna when I come back in October, he's probably gonna be crawling by then, and that's oh, a that's a whole different. He'll be running, yeah. By when, then. <laughs> and you're chasing things. It's gonna be different. But um, the joy of that, we talked a little bit on the boat today. You know, Foster being 11 and me getting to have these moments with him today on the water. Uh, just thinking back of how fast it was when he was, uh, you know, young as your you guys' kids, and and how cool that is. And so, uh, I think you said it, Tyler. But what does it mean that you know you got families here and that you guys have kind of set up shop? And uh, was that was that a key factor in the decision uh, when you started drum roll, like to do it here where we got people around you? Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, I mean, there was even some talk, like I said. Um, drum roll chargers or something like drum roll chargers adjacent has been in the been in the topic of our conversations for quite some years now, but it's always been a logistic thing um, about where do we do it and and we had all always talked about uh, you know my, my family's from from this area for for many generations and so we'd always talked about getting coming back here to get back to our roots and um, um, you know Travis has been coming here pretty much as long as we have just you know running circle right next to ours essentially and. Um, so there was a mutual love for the area and uh, just great place to raise your kids. Um, you know, it's definitely on the up and up as far as people moving here and tourism and such. But all in all, it's a small town. So, you know, nice tight knit community. And um, like Travis was saying earlier, I mean, it's if, I, I know I'm biased. I'll try to be as objective as possible. But I mean, it's one of the best fisheries I've ever experienced and um, not not quite as as uh, as fishy as, as Travis here. But I mean, I'm pretty well traveled. I've fished a lot of different places and this is, this is by far still, it holds number one. So. Yeah. And it's got, it, like what you just said, it has a small town feel yeah. to this area. Um, even just riding in today, um, you know, I've got some familiarity with like Newport based on my family experience, but just never been here in Cedar Point, Swansboro, just kind of riding through. It's got a small town feel to it. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this coastal Eastern North Carolina, like very, I mean, each town has its own little niche or like quirks or fun things about it, but the vibe is very same across the board, all the way from like little Washington, all the way down to little towns down to pretty much when you get to Topsail. Yeah. And I don't know, man, it's it, obviously it's beautiful. Uh, and it's like you said, maybe not completely experience. I don't want to like bring the whole world here and like over, but you know, it still kind of has that feel like we saw boats today, but it wasn't like there were boats everywhere if that makes sense yeah yeah and, uh, I mean, and i don't know what it is everywhere else but we get a lot more traffic in the summertime uh as far as boat traffic goes um but we just compensate with that by going somewhere else where nobody else is where your typical person's gonna run you know we we don't mind running an extra you know half an hour in the morning to get to somewhere that we're gonna be secluded and we're gonna have you know pretty much a whole area to to fish on our own without somebody else. And, you know, that's, that's another thing too, is there's nothing worse than fishing in a little Creek where you're real quiet, you know, and then somebody just comes blowing through it wide open. You know what I mean? And, you know, they got a dentist appointment in Raleigh that evening or something, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all it's... a part of it, but we typically, you know, we try to get somewhere where it's secluded and, you know, we like to just, you know, get people to the, the best possible spot, the prettiest spot. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't, as far as fishing in a fleet, we will, if we have to. Um, but you know, we kind of do our own thing, um, away from everybody else. Yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, obviously want everybody else to have just as much fun, but especially we're on a charter, we want to create the best experience and the best opportunity possible. I mean, that's really what made that spot where we got off at the sandbar earlier there, that inlet. Oh, um, man, that was awesome. I mean, it was, still would have been cool if there was 15 other people there, but it would have been a lot less cool. You know, we were there. We had it to ourselves. That was it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that could have made it more cool was if there were, like, 15 other redfish just, like, <laughs> yeah, all, exactly. Yeah. That would have made it, yeah. like, on top. That would have been day forever to, to talk about. But even 100%. then, I still talk about it because that serenity of that to me was just – unprecedented and it's right here in my home state and i don't have to travel you know you don't need a passport to, i don't yeah i don't need a passport and i don't need you know 10 hours in a car and a beach condo and all this i can just i mean we're doing this trip foster and i and i told you it's, it's our spring break but i didn't want to spend like my whole spring break away from my girls and uh you know we left early on a wednesday morning we're going to be back late on a Thursday night and we're just going to, we fished hard all day Wednesday. We're going to fish hard in the morning. Yeah. You guys and, are troopers for sure. 
but that's what we wanted to do. I mean, it was about fishing. It wasn't about the beach for us this time. But with that said, speaking of families, and you say you're obviously it picks up in the summer, but there's there's so much to do here. Um, you know, you've talked about the aquarium before to me, some things like that. So what are some things that maybe families can do when they come to this area? So let's say, um, say the whole family wants to go out on a charter, which I think is a great idea. I would encourage moms, daughters, everybody to go out, you know, for maybe a half day charter or something like that. Yeah. I mean, for the record, we love it when families come on board and we, we especially love it when, um, we get, you know, people foster's age or younger, a little bit older. Um, but I mean, lately a bunch of, uh, the charters that Travis has been running is that they've actually had, um, um, you know, young kids on board and a lot of these kids, it's like their first time fishing or one of their first times fishing. And, um, they, uh, you know, they just, they want to learn from somebody who's, who's a professional and, um, just to be able to see them kind of get lit up, just like he was lit up earlier, catching that fish and, um, be able to pass that knowledge down on the next generations too. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. As a guy, there's, there's no better feeling than, you know, having a young kid with a, a bent fishing pole catching his first fish or her first fish for the first time. Um, you know, just the look on their face and the excitement and everything, um, you know, just that allure. I mean, it takes me back and, you know, I remember when I caught my first fish. So the feeling that came over me when I caught mine, I you know, I'm, I'm watching it happen to somebody else and there's really no greater feeling, you know? Yeah. You can tell that that means a lot to you guys, even today, trying to like work super hard to find, to find fish for us and already talking about like what we're going to do tomorrow and just trying to make sure it's the best experience um, for, for us to do that. We, we couldn't thank you enough. Um, I want to ask you this question. Do you, um, how do you balance? Um, I've seen you obviously, and I was going to speak to this Tyler, you know, we met in person for the first time at the Virginia show. And I was going to ask, how do you balance like family and a, a job, like being a guy because you're so many days on the water, but you know, I thought a cool thing you did was you brought your family to the show with us. And, you know, I had fought, and it was cool. Like, your daughter was probably the youngest kid there, but she had a blast. And uh, so just speak to that, how you balance the two. Because I know it's a very time-consuming thing, you know, getting ready for charters, taking people out, being on the water all day, coming back, cleaning the boat, retying flies, or doing whatever, you know, making sure you got everything ready for the next one. Yeah, so how do you no, balance that? No, yeah, it definitely, I mean, it can be a lot, you know. it's. Um, I'd say that, uh, you know, I'm not always, uh, I don't always practice what I preach. But um, a lot of it is just trying to be as prepared as possible, trying to stay trying to stay ahead of the curve. Um, a lot of what we're doing this time of year specifically is getting geared up for our really busy season, kind of Memorial Day to Labor Day, kind of just typical summer vacation season. Um, and, uh, you know, just learning how to include, like bring your family along with the mix, like with that, like with the, the Virginia fly fishing and wine festival, um, actually, you know, Travis and, and, uh, my sister Taylor and then their son, um, we, it was going to be the whole, you know, the whole fam family there. Um, Travis and we ended up getting super random charter in the middle of January. Um, and you know, couldn't pass it up. Obviously. It's so. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but just <clears throat> learning how to, you know, not, not look at, especially young kids, you know, it's, you know, they're going to go wherever you're going to go. Um, so it might as well not think of them as an anchor and create these experiences. And I'll, you know, I'll be honest, that's something that, um, that's something my parents was, were, were pretty good at when, when we were younger growing up was, um, you know, we, we want to go do this thing and, you know, you're not stopping me from doing it. So you're just going to do it with us. And obviously making sure that it's still accommodating and we had some guides from uh, Tennessee a while back on the show, and they spoke about how they took their young kids um, to Montana and took their young kids to the Henry Ford Congress place. And kids only know what they know. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, like, kids only know what they know. So if they know going and doing, if they know being active with you, then then that's what they know. And Yeah. And I'll say one thing, too, is especially as they get a little bit older and they start to become more aware of their surroundings. Um, and I say this with some experience as a father, but I also have two younger sisters. And, um, so I, I got, you know, a little bit of a taste of it as a pseudo parent there, um, growing up, but like you said, they only know what they know. So if, if going and do these, these things, if, if it's, if it's stressful for you and you let it be stressful and that that's what they're going to, they're going to learn that, you know, getting these experiences and, and, you know, getting to see different culture and, and, geography and different things right when you travel and go to different places um just show them how to have a good time you know how do you balance it trap trap you got a young kid man so you're just kind of yeah still, it's, it's still but, new it's still but it, new to me but it uh, matters so much i know we say that a lot on the show even that present time with that 
that son and that daughter when they're young, it's going to matter. And uh, all that time you're with them, it's, it's going to make a big deal. So how, how do you do that? It's, uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out as far as, you know, guiding and running a business and having a family. It's, uh, you know, each and every day is different. Um, I would say the biggest problem now is mama's not happy because she don't get to go fishing as much as she yeah. used to. Oh, you know? yeah. uh, mama wants to be oh, fishing too. Trust me. I'll tell you yeah, right she now. is quite the outdoorsman for sure. She, um, she, yep. she's done, she's done it all with me. Um, tarpon fishing, uh, she's caught big eyes. She's commercial fit. I mean, she's literally done it all. Um, she duck hunts with me or, you know, used to. So, I mean, that's, uh, I think I think that's her biggest disappointment is yeah. oh yeah you're just gonna be a guy she now comes, and go she's still every to hold day. a baby you know so um, actually right after we had Walker it was nice um, I had my father and my um, my sister come down and visit and uh, you know Taylor's parents Tyler's mom and dad they uh, they watched him for the afternoon and we got to run out there to the jetty and we caught some sheep's head and you know she was tickled that was you know right after we had him so. It was uh, that was the last time she was on the water, but so that's what uh, that's what good, like you said, family nearby. Uh, I know that's what helped us when our kids were little. Yes. It takes a village, and uh, it really does. You, you cherish those date nights more, um, and so you know you'll get more of those the older the kids get. It's a little easier, and uh, but big kudos to her for for taking care of, for a little Walker man, and yeah. so you can go yeah. out and do what you do as a for a career. And uh, I think we all say that all the time. Um, I think that families work different ways. You know, sometimes it's it's dad staying home, sometimes it's mom staying home. But you know, you you work that together to uh, to be a cohesive unit, and you can tell that you guys uh, have a lot of love for your family. Just working together, me and Caleb talk about it a lot, and he's not here tonight to defend this, so I can say it. Um, <laughs> but even running a podcast, which is not a business, uh, but you know, it can be like leave me alone some days. I just don't want to talk to you right now. Um, but it never really feels that way with us, and and I can tell just you guys kind of have that same vibe it feels like you love working together and um we just want to say thanks first of all before we wrap this up uh we we appreciate you guys for for having us down um we're really looking forward to the albie trip in october uh it's going to be awesome and uh guys we when this drops i don't know it may be full by the time this episode drops so i don't want to throw it out there yeah, uh, I was just, I yeah. Can talk about it for a second yeah huh? but we're, we're going to talk about it and then if we have to cut this out at the end we will because it fills <laughs> up but we do have a we have an Albie trip that we're going to fish. Uh, Dad's on the fly. Me and Caleb, we've already got three of the four spots filled. But uh, Tyler, tell everybody just what we're going to be doing that weekend. Yeah, so um, right right around that time of year there in, in October, um, kind of like late September through like middle of November, uh, the false albacore run in this area pretty hard. And um, right there at uh, Cape Lookout Lighthouse and the surrounding area is one of the, the best places known for, for catching those false albacore there. And um, they're – Pretty, pretty infamous fish for catching on the fly. I mean, it's best way I can describe it is even with like a nine foot nine weight, um, in good conditions, it's, you know, it's like hooking into the side of a semi going down the highway, 55 miles an hour. It's not very often you get to see, you forget what color your backing is until you hook into one of them things. It now reminds me of why we got connected and it was me hitting your DMs. And I now know what happened. We had Tom Rosenbauer on our show and he's like, you guys are from North Carolina. And I was like, yeah, we're. We were we want to this was off air. We were like, yeah, we want to get in some saltwater fishing now that we've been fly fishing for you know a good while, and now that we started this podcast, we want to get salt. He's like, well, you got to go, you got to go chase the Albies. Yeah, he's like, you got to chase the Albies. So that's what happened. I got into a deep dive of like Instagram <laughs> accounts Albies, and that's where I found you. And I was like, well, there we go. And so uh, we're gonna chase the Albies um, in October. Um, the dates are it's like right in the middle. It's, it's the thirteenth or the fifteenth, yeah. and and really the way we structured it was first of all we wanted to make it accessible, uh, you know working with you guys dads on the fly and and us also being dads on the fly, um, literally every day, literally. <laughs> <laughs> quite literally, and um, um, so we wanted to make it accessible and we wanted to make it kind of like, uh, you know I don't want to say I don't want to, you know sound cheesy and say a retreat but essentially like a one stop shop so get here and. Um, Two, two solid days of fishing and then, you know, some, some time to relax and, and hang out and hang out with other, with other dads and other like-minded folks, um, in the evening there and, um, um, do some, like some casting clinics. There's a lot of people, I think most people that have already booked at this point either have no or very little experience fly fishing in the saltwater. Like me. 
It, exactly, exactly. And so <laughs> there you we, go. So we, we got to make sure that they're up to par with, because, I mean, by that time, I mean, you're going to be basically a saltwater fly fishing pro. So we got to get everybody else up to speed. And we'll tie a couple flies, just real laid-back fish camp style, you know, um, cooking supper over the fire. And, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we'll probably do kind of a candid – uh, podcast episode. They were going to do a candid episode that night. Um, maybe with everybody or, you know, it could just be us three again sitting here at the table with Caleb, who knows? But, uh, I think what I want to say about it is if you haven't, now that I've seen this place, you got to come, man. I mean, you got to just, where we're about to go out here and, and out here in just a minute and hang out in, in your backyard. And yeah, this just, is our own little, uh, secret spot right here at the spot. dock yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna have some chill time here for that weekend oh absolutely yeah we'll have we'll have a fire right outside here just looking right out of uh looking right out of bug inlet right on the icw sunsets right there every yeah. single night i mean it's it's gorgeous like i said earlier it's hard to be mad at when you're looking you, at you it. can't you can't be mad being out here it's uh it's too pretty and so i uh, want to tell everybody i got one more spot for that open yep. um and if you want to get you just uh you shoot me a DM or you shoot me an email or, uh, or you call Tyler uh, either way to get it booked. And, um, that's going to be what's going on there. It's going to be awesome. And I think, man, this is just a thing that we're going to continue. Like we're going to keep hopefully getting to come once a year to fish with you guys. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, whether it's Albies or redfish or something else, I mean, I, you know, I, I, we love fishing for the Albie, so I'd be happy to do that every year, but I mean, we can mix it up, but I'd love to just create an opportunity for because one thing one thing i forgot to mention is that it's kind of an all-inclusive thing we we work pretty closely with that waterway in where yeah where y'all are staying at this week and um so we try to make sure that we get people to stay there and they, they return the favor they take good care of us and so we're able to get you know really uh, really affordable room it's, rates so it's, it's waterfront it's too folks so it's, it's right on the right icw yeah. yeah um so it's you know food Shelter and fish, I, that's, we're covering it all for the weekend, so you really don't need anything else. And the price point, we talked about this when we were in Virginia. We made this price point like too – it's just too good, really. Um, you can't pass it up. It's going to be an awesome weekend. We're going to have some great stories from it. Um, we're going to continue working with Drumroll Charters moving forward. I know Caleb and I uh, – Caleb's going to be pretty jealous when he gets to hear all these stories <laughs> about not being able. We're going to get here uh, and maybe fish some more. I think, Foster, you're definitely going to want to come back, aren't you? Yeah. So um before we get off here guys, um Drumroll Charters is it drumrollcharters.com? It is drumrollcharters.com. Drumrollcharters.com, Drumroll Charters on Instagram. Yep, and Facebook. And Facebook, and that's where you can find And uh, on TikTok too actually. We're oh, giving TikTok a world. You're on See? TikTok yeah. now. Okay, so you have uh, up up to me on that cuz I just can't <laughs> Supposedly, you can take all your stuff and put it on TikTok and Instagram pretty flawlessly, but maybe you'll have to give me a tutorial later. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll just show you. I mean, yeah. I'm a novice, so maybe yeah. don't learn from me, but I'll show you what I did. <laughs> so uh, that's where you can find them, guys. Uh, if you're coming to this area, you know, it's worth it to book a trip. If, you know, maybe dolphin cruise at night with the family, charter trip during the day, uh, go catch some fish. And, you know, we talk a lot on our show, fly fish, fly fish, fly fish, and I think that's great. And even Foster said, Dad, I want to want to make sure we're fly fishing, and that's cool because he's, he's bought in. But, uh, you know, a bent rod is fun, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what people need to see. you got all kind of options here when you come fish with these guys. And so thank you, thank you enough. Anything else you want to say, Travis, about just uh, what you do here, man, and how much it means to you? Oh, man. Um, I just – I don't know. I love my job. Is that like rude for me? No, to say? it's not. I, I, love I think it. that's I awesome. Absolutely love it. Like it really doesn't get any better. Um, you know, some days it's definitely like work. Um, you know, obviously some clients you you can't please everybody. It's just sure. all a part of it. You know, fishing can be slow and tough sometimes, um, and it's that's also just a part of it. You know, but at the end of the day, I you know Tyler and I we really love what we do and we enjoy it and uh, we're passionate about it and I think that's kind of what sets us apart from you know other guides and you know just our outlook and you know how we go about everything i think i think that kind of sets us apart yeah you're you're hungry for adventure you can tell even to that today and i think what you just said is so important when you can lay your head down at night or the wee hours of the early morning whatever whatever it is <laughs> um and you can say i love my job and i have something that i get up and enjoy doing i think that's so important for all of us to hear and it's really a tip that i want uh you know i want everyone to hear that listens to this show you know, you can't overstate how important it is to be happy and, and live fulfilling. And, and you guys are able to do it with family in a beautiful place. And so uh, thank you for having us, number one. 
Um, hope we're going to go out here and do some fishing, maybe even in a minute, um, but definitely in the morning. And uh, thank you guys for being a part of Dazzle on the Fly, Tyler. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it, Joshua. And, and Foster, man, you're, you're, you're a pretty cool dude. I appreciate you tagging along and keeping your dad in line here. Um, we uh, really, uh, we're really honored and, and um, you know, we're flattered you had us on here as guests. And you're always welcome to come anytime. I think the best part is it's not just with one type of rod. You're using every type. We get to do it all. Yeah, we like we like to diversify you're not, and maximize our opportunities. You're not in just the straight ocean. You're in this marshy little like two feet of water floating through trolling motor. You yeah, just... I mean you got you were talking about all that uh, ecology and geography <laughs> yeah. earlier. I mean you got to see quite the quite the spread of different waterway today. It's a bunch of different stuff. All right, Foss. So I think we're gonna sign off here. This is your uh, first ever co-host. Uh, do you think? Do you think the the folks that listen are going to want you to replace Caleb full-time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Caleb might be a little jealous of that. You know, he likes this thing, too. So, but, uh, but maybe we'll let you hang out some more behind, not just behind the camera. Yay! All right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Dads on the Fly. We're going to get out here and uh, do some fishing, and uh, we hope to see you next time. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you as a parent or an angler. If you've enjoyed this episode, please check us out at dadsonthefly.com. There you can subscribe to our email list and find out all the things we got going on here at Dads on the Fly.